Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. I always love when um, the Daily Word, which is often an inspiration to, you know, for our music team to kind of align their music and also me to align the message of the Sunday. Not that I always <clears throat> feel like I have to do it, but today it felt really right to talk about grace. And I, ta- I talked about grace before, just a few weeks ago. Uh, when I said God grace is my grace, right? When I talked about how when we look through a, a oneness lens, a pantheistic lens, not a separate lens, not the way the lens that we grew up with often, in, especially in a Christian world, but a, a lens of where God and us cannot be separated at any time, then it does not make sense from a oneness perspective that Grace is only something that God can give to us. Wouldn't you agree? If we are claiming that God and I are one, then we cannot in the same sentence claim that only by the grace of God I can do something. Okay? Now that can be challenging. Right? It's challenging because we grow up with this idea that so many things that happen in our lives that we may or may not understand are only possible by the grace of God. Some of our proverbs, our very sayings that we grow up in our families and our society are really designed to tell us that we have to be grateful that God takes a moment out of his busy schedule and extends grace to us. Rather than understanding that the gift that we are given or the gift that we are taking ourselves as powerful divine beings is that there is grace available at all times, just as love is, just as pieces, right? All of us struggle to one degree and uh, from one degree to another degree with any of those concepts. Some of us struggle with the idea that love is available at all times because right now, this may not be your experience. Others struggle with the idea that wealth is available to us all the times because that's not really you know, your or my experience or our experience in this particular moment, and that's okay. That's the human struggle that comes along with learning to grow into the footsteps of our great way shores, whether it's Jesus Christ or Moses, Muhammad, Krishna, whoever we follow, even those who are alive, the Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra, those that we resonate with, 
who feel they have some sense of what the truth is that we can learn and grow into. So <clears throat> today's absolute word has an apparent contradiction. And I want to talk about that contradiction because the way we learn about ourselves more deeply is not by running away from challenges, conflict, contradictions, but by looking at them with a kind heart. For example, in counseling, um, I often, when I identify with clients' contradictions in their lives, you know, parts of them want to do this and other parts of them want to do that, we actually call them, instead of calling them contradictions, we call them polarities. It's a little bit nicer. It's like the polarity of a battery, right? There's a plus and there's a minus, and they just, you know, they can't get together, but they need to be together in order to give us energy. And I think that's what we often miss, the gift of those challenges in our lives, those polarities, the gift of those contradictions, because they're telling us something. They're telling us something meaningful and deep. However, we often fail to listen. Wouldn't you say? I was just talking to someone before service about the brief exercise we did about praise, gratitude, and love a couple of weeks ago. You know, the praise exercise when you partnered up and you, for one minute, one person praised the other, and then we switched, right? And the person was saying, you know, it's amazing what we can do in one minute and how it actually changed how I felt. Not only about the other person, but about myself. One minute is all it takes. But who is willing to take the time for even one minute a day? That is really the question. So let's look into some of what Paul Hasselbeck wrote in the absolute word. He's saying, I don't have to search for grace outside of myself because it is part of me. That is a clear, strong, immovable belief that we have in unity. It's oneness. Nothing can ever be separate. Everything we seek is already available to us. It's just a matter of us to learn to access it, to learn to train that muscle so that it, we can start using it more often. I was just watching a show yesterday, <clears throat> and uh, there were two friends talking. One was married, some struggle in the marriage. And the other guy said, you know, do you go into the gym and say, I want the perfect six-pack? And you do one push-up, and then you say, where is my six-pack? No one does that, right? Everyone understands that if they want the six-pack or any other form of muscle toning, for women, I think it's more in the behind area that's really necessary, right? So if you want a really nice sculptured area, you're not going to your 
gym and do the whatever crazy stuff they do. I see them in the morning doing at Whole Foods right next door, right? They don't do it just for a minute and then walk out and say, ha, huh, I'm done. No, they understand, all of us understand that it takes work. But guess what? For some reason, when it comes to spirituality, we are quite lazy, aren't we? We're not that often willing to take what it takes to train the spiritual muscle. The spiritual muscle that helps us understand why we're struggling, why the world is in the shape it is in right now, and what we can do to stop our struggling and to change the world. In a way, our community comes together once a week to the spiritual gem. The question is, how many of us are willing to then go home and do some of those exercises? Or do we just say, you know, I'm satisfied with coming to the gym once a week and just wait for a few more years for that muscle to grow. <laughs> but others may be in a much darker place, much more difficult place that need help right now. And if you are in that place or you have a friend in that place, you need to understand that it's really important that more needs to be done. What we also know from <clears throat> exercising, you don't have to do it for four hours a day, right? You can do 20 minutes, high intensity. You can do maybe half an hour every day, and you already start seeing the impact, right? And then you make adjustments, whether you want the six-pack, you want your behind area a little, little nicer, whatever it is, right? You make your adjustments. Same with spirituality. If we want more love in our lives, we need to practice love. If we can't find the love within ourselves, then let's look outside and gravitate toward those people that show that love and learn from them and appreciate them. Everything is available at all times. Nothing is separate. Everything is part of us. That's a strong belief, a belief that many religions stand fully behind. Maybe not the largest religions in the world, but quite a few, especially in the eastern parts of our world. The other thing that he's saying here, for my humanity, grace is based on my divinity, and is something I bestow on others and even myself. Now that's challenging, isn't it? Who has grown up with the idea by the grace of God is, has nothing to do with me? Only by the grace of God I am here. Only by the grace of God I was surviving this accident without any injuries. Only by the grace of God I've been in a loving, long-term relationship. Only by the grace of God I've gotten through my finals and got my degree. Who hasn't, right? Quite, quite many of us, right? So what, what it's saying here now is, <clears throat> wait a minute. If one is true that it is part of me 
if grace is part of me, because it cannot be separate from me, it's impossible. If grace is part of me, then I also have the ability to bestow it to others and myself. That's challenging, isn't it, for some of us? But it is true because it follows very many spiritual principles. It's true for love, it's true for praise, it's true for gratitude, it's true for peace, it's true for all the wonderful values that we seek. We do not have to wait for someone else. That doesn't mean that we might not need help sometimes by someone else. It totally makes sense for some of us in dark times, in difficult times, to put that power outside of us because we can no longer see it within us. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. All we have to do is to remember that the power still is within, or at least have faith in that power. So then we have the contradiction. <clears throat> the scripture verse that was, uh, is part of the daily word that we mix with the absolute word sometimes seems like a contradiction. So if you read the scripture verse, then you see, oh, wait a minute, Paul here in Ephesians is saying, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. So it seems like, oh no, the grace is not our doing. It's a gift that we are getting from God. But I would challenge that, obviously. <laughs> I would challenge this for two reasons. One is, again, the oneness idea. I mean, if we... If we subscribe to the idea of oneness, then this cannot make sense at all. Or we have to do some mental exercise and ask ourselves, well, what does it actually mean, the gift of God? What is God's gift, if you will? A few weeks ago, I talked about how unity interprets God. Unity doesn't see God as a separate entity, uh, certainly not a bearded dude up in the sky somewhere behind some clouds, but also not even as a universe or as something identifiable. Unity is very clear that God is not identifiable. It's infinite in nature. It has, in that sense, no personality and all personalities. It has no gender and all gender. It has no sexuality and all sexuality. It's infinite potential and possibility. So if gift, the gift of God is grace, and we are one with that gift, what does that mean again? We are our own gifts. And that is a tough one, right? To really truly get up in the morning when we're all by ourselves, we haven't put our masks on yet, we haven't talked to anyone yet, we're in that vulnerable moment of where we are really, really true to who and what we are. And in that moment, we may not see this 
in this way. We may not see that we are a gift to this world. And that's why I'm saying, if we expect a six-pack, we can't just go to the gym once and expect things to change. We have to work on it. We have to remind ourselves that there is a truth that we may have faith in, a truth that we may not see yet as a reality, but we believe in it and we have to work on it. So <clears throat> this is a graph I used now for a few weeks. Started with the further away we project our problems, the less insight we have, using the same graphic to allow this idea of praise, gratitude, and love, how it relates to us, how love takes a lot of insight and a lot of willingness for us to feel that love. And gratitude is very similar. We need to be involved feeling-wise with gratitude. And with praise, we have a really good entry point where we can start with praise and then build into gratitude and build into love. So grace is basically behind all of that. Grace is one of those gifts, one of those infinite potentials that are just simmering there. Those of you who remember my scientific explanation about the Higgs field, you know, where there's a field of waves that's kind of waiting until a proton or a photon starts to materialize and then it starts to curl up together and then come into manifestation. That was kind of like the really brutal scientific butchery I did there a few weeks ago. Okay. <clears throat> it's the same thing. Grace is always there in potential. It's simmering. It has, it's there, whether we see it or not. It's always there. And through the practices that we do, we may start to realize it more and more. Most importantly, I think, is to understand that a lot of the grace that we are, feel like are given to us by God, if we really truly look at it, we will start to realize that much of that grace we can identify as having been involved with it. The reason why we feel that God's grace has been put upon us is because we have done the work and we have done the right thinking and the right feeling, the right doing, so that we opened ourselves up to that grace that's available. Scripture um, also has some evidence in my opinion. It's actually really interesting. When you look for the phrase, grace of God, the exact phrase, there's none of that in the Hebrew scriptures. You find the word grace, but you do not find the expression grace of God. In fact, the only time, it's only 18 times that the term grace of God is mentioned in the Christian scriptures. 18 times, that's it. And I chose a few of them because I want you to <clears throat> start seeing through 
the lens of becoming part of something that you may have experienced as separate from yourself all your life. Here in 1 Peter, we, we read that like good stewards on the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Again, it's a little traditional language, but it goes into the idea that we are a gift to this world. And I know that many of us um, struggle with that, right? We, we, we might be okay with saying, yeah, I have some good qualities, you know, I'm pretty or I'm funny or I'm bubbly or whatever, but it's harder to say and to truly stand into a truth something like, I am truly a gift to this world, wouldn't you say? It's a little harder, right? To truly embrace yourself and say, despite all my flaws, despite all the wrong thinking and doing I'm doing all day long, I am still a gift to this world. And here, what we're learning is, whatever gift we have received, or whatever gift we are allowing us, allowing ourselves to step into, whatever gift we learn to recognize within ourselves, that is to be shared with others, and guess what? That is grace of God. It is our doing that is needed in life for grace, the grace of God to be experienced by us and by others. Challenging? Yes? No? Yeah, I see. Yeah, it's a bit challenging, right? So let's look what, <clears throat> what other things. We have another one, uh, another one that's saying, for the grace of God, this is from Titus, um, for the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all. Imagine for a moment that our gift is to allow the grace of God that is flowing through us, through our individuality into this room, into this world, into this recording, into this universe, allowing that grace coming through us as a gift that we have to share. And we're learning to share that gift more and more with others. And others will start to recognize that gift as the grace of God that they see outside of themselves. And because they see it outside of themselves, they may start to recognize, wait a minute, I see something very similar within me, too. Because one of the deepest spiritual truths that I have known now for well over 40 years is it's impossible for me to see anything on the outside if it doesn't already exist on the inside. It's a very strong spiritual teaching that has been around for thousands of years. Whatever I see on the outside is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Usually we talk about this in class when it comes to our challenges. When we say, oh, that dude, I can't stand him, right? Oh, I don't even want to talk to my sister right now because I just can't hear, you know, stand her voice right now. Whatever it is, we usually use negativity 
to explain, well, you see this outside of yourself because there's part of you that still needs some healing or opening up to. But what's often, mis um, what's often forgotten is that the same gift, the, the same principle works for the positive stuff too. That's why I'm a strong believer in not worrying about that whole idea you can only love someone else if you love yourself, right? I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I think it's crap to think that way personally. And, and I've always thought like that because I was one of those who couldn't love myself. And if I followed that advice, I wouldn't be here today. I know this for a fact. So the grace of God is something that we may learn to see within us. And if we struggle to see the grace of God within us, and we struggle to see our ability to take that grace and take our gift and share it with others, then maybe we can start with someone else, someone we know, whether dead or alive, someone we truly can appreciate and say, you know, to me, this person truly lives the grace of God every day. And then we can learn. We can learn by others, people's actions. Because for that grace of God that appears, whether it's within us or outside of us, that's the salvation that comes to all of us. We just need to learn to get to it. And finally, <clears throat> when it comes to grace of God, this is my favorite verse, because to me it ties into Moses' teachings. By the grace of God, I am what I am, which I interpret I am that I am, which is God's name. By the grace of God, I am what I am. I am that I am, right? The fact that I am alive right now, the fact that I'm standing here today right now, the fact that you're all sitting here today right now, watching, watching the recording later, that is evidence that there is grace in your life. And through that grace, we all are who we are, and we need to learn to embrace that in a powerful way every day. So to close, I would say, grace is a lesson in praise, gratitude, and love. Grace may be harder to get to than even love is. But we now have a recipe, right? We now know that Praise always leads to gratitude, which always leads to love. We know that we can always go back to praise and start with praise if it's hard to be grateful for something or it's hard to be in love with something or with ourselves. And as we practice all this, guess what? My inkling is that we will get to that grace automatically. But again, Six-pack, more than once going to the gym, right? It's a simple truth. So love one another, one of Jesus' greatest teachings, if not the number one commandment, right? 
from Paul, give thanks in all circumstances, which touches on the gratitude. And then again from Paul, pray or praise without ceasing, having a constant attitude of praise. If we can't be grateful, then let's just go back to praise and see if we can start triggering gratitude, start triggering love in our lives to finally then allow that grace of God to be completely what we are. By the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am that I am. So let's prepare for our meditation. As we move into that, I want to to just close your eyes for a moment. And just let go of anything that doesn't belong into this perfect moment right now. Just release any limitations, any judgments. Take away the power that you may give to them even now. Just allow them to be there, but refocus. And just for a moment, just allow the grace of God to be a possibility a potential that's available for you right now. And now try to breathe into that grace, whether it's within you or outside of you. Just take a few deep breaths and just Imagine how you become one with grace. And just for a moment, whisper very silently to yourself. The words by Paul, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Together, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And now some thoughts may come in and some judgments and some fears. Thoughts of, oh my God, no, that's not true. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I can't even see myself receiving the grace of God in any time. And again, we're simply using a denial, a way of removing the power we give to those thoughts. And let those thoughts move on as we refocus on the grace of God within or without.
when Moses stood up on the mountain and the burning bush, out of the bush that was burning came this voice stating God's name, I am that I am. The statement of oneness, the statement of absolute unity, the statement of inseparable existence. In that moment, Moses did not yet understand his power and the power of the Israelites, how to escape Egypt and move into the promised land. And soon, but soon he was able to see it and learn it and teach it. And we are very much like Moses right now. We're very much like someone who is willing to learn, someone who is committed to coming and spending the time in service, in worship, taking a moment to step back from the busy life and just look at ourselves. The beauty about the burning bush is that it burns and burns and burns and yet it does not consume the bush, meaning that it burns away all ignorance, all judgments, all regrets, all fears, all that no longer serves us is burned away effortlessly. And what remains is us, the truth. The true human being, the true spiritual being, all at once, all at the same time, all together, no separation. And within all of that, within all of that realization, the idea of God and us being one, I am that I am, becomes true. Not because someone else is telling us, but because we feel it. We feel and experience it right now. By the grace of God, I am that I am. I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am walking out of here today strong with conviction and courage, with the idea in mind that I am precious, a gift of God. I am the gift itself that is willing to share so that others may see the grace in me so that they can see the grace in them. That is the gift I am. And even if we struggle for a moment, even if we move back into our embedded theology and say, oh my God, I can't even whisper those words. Grace of God, me, oh my God, no, it's okay. It's a process of learning, a process of growing. It's a process that doesn't need to be forced, but it needs to be invited. So today is not a forceful change of belief system, a forceful change of whatever we believed so many years. Today is just an invitation to open up, to open up and look around. 
and learn and find something new and be curious. Because our gift is needed right now. Every single person here today and online, everyone who is watching this, you are the gift that needs to be in this world for this world to heal and to come about. So let's take one more deep breath as we allow that grace to unfold and affirm yet again by the grace of God, I am what I am. I am that I am in gratitude for all the teachings that have given those teachings to us for eternity. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.